Welcome back, y'all, to episode 73 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. So let's go ahead and get into it. Alright, so um, creating a podcast every day of the year has definitely been an interesting, um, it's been interesting. We're on Podcast 73, and I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode today where he has a Navy pilot, and they're talking about how UFOs fly, and I kind of wanted to get into a theory I have about how UFOs or spaceships or whatever are able to fly, okay? Because I have like, I have two, I have have a theory, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and start it in kind of this context. So whenever UFOs are flying, and the reason why I think this is they have the ability to transition, uh, move up and down like a ping pong ball. Now, whenever you think about a ping pong ball, what it's doing is it's it's not the laws of gravity aren't um, not, I mean the laws of gravity are there, but because a ping pong ball is light and it's hitting a hard surface, kind of allows there to be transition points, whatever. A lot of it, you know, and you think about um, a lot of stuff. You think too about I've talked about this before, but you think about Bob Lazar, who if you're not familiar with Bob Lazar. He worked at a sister site to Area 51, presumably, and he worked on different alien spacecrafts. And, you know, he was kind of doing reverse engineering on some type of gravity type system that was able to manipulate gravity and element. I can't remember the element, but you're kind of getting to these thoughts and these processes about the universe and how. A lot of the laws are consistent throughout the universe. And what I mean when I say that is, you know, it's like if we're here and we go all the way to the other side of the universe, the same materials and the same laws and the same principles apply. Um, There's obviously going to be transition points on it. There's going to be stronger and lighter. But the point being, if you look at a black hole. So a black hole is a representation of uh, what we think is some type of energy being sucked in. And when things go by a black hole, they can be manipulated. So if you look at a beam of light, you know, the only thing light can't travel through or have an impact is a vacuum. So whenever you think about a black hole, it's absorbing everything around it and there's a gravitational pull. Now, when we, like, understand the concept of what gravity is, when you look at um, uh, physicists or astrophysicists, you know, it's really hard for them to even have a strong definition of what gravity is. Um, But we know it's a consistent law throughout the universe, and it's stronger in some places and not as strong, and you can put a metrics on it. I think the gravitational strength of Earth is 3.5, and if we were to go to Venus... I think our bodies would be like pushed down 
because of the gravitational pull, which is a representation of the Earth spinning as well as it being like spinning around the sun. Um, and for whatever reason, Earth is in the perfect zone to create life. But I'm getting into the point that I'm trying to make, that you have all these different concepts as it relates to gravity. Gravity is a principle and a law that's consistent throughout the universe. We know gravity can impact and influence different things. If we look at a black hole and you know being able to absorb things and, and suck up, we know that if gravity is powerful enough, it can change and manipulate the space-time continuum. You know, and we think about it. And you also have a theory that what if, you know, a black hole, because now there's white holes, but what if, if time is like linear and it's like, time is not linear, like what if a black hole is really like being absorbed to create the Big Bang theory and it's like a white hole is like an energy push to where it's absorbing all that energy and creating a new universe within time. I don't know. I went on a tangent there, but. The point I'm trying to make is Joe Rogan was talking about how are these ships able to maneuver change on a dime. And the pilot was talking about how the ships will completely stay the same in 123. um, I think it was 120 knot wind, which equates to 130 miles per hour. I think the reason why is whenever you look at it, I think... UFOs and spaceships are able to manipulate gravity around them. So if you can manipulate gravity, that means that you have an abundant force within the universe. And when I say it, it's like you have to understand whenever the Wright brothers created flight, you know, a lot of it had to do with, you know, the wings being able to cut the wind and manipulate the atmosphere. That's why whenever you have a jet engine, there's so much thrust and so much power. What's happening is the planes are actually splitting atoms, and that's what's creating the ability for for flight. You know, they also have to have like these little like um, static electricity conductors on the back, so you know there's not static electricity within the wings. But the wings are flying because it's able to manipulate a law, right? So it's manipulating the concept of God. I forgot the term. Wait, let me check. Like, do you ever say something and then realize you just don't even know what you're talking about? That's me. So, I'm like reading this article by Science America right now because I just Googled flying because I'm like, I thought there was something. But it's literally saying that no one can explain why planes stay in the air. What? So, it's kind of going into it saying that engineers who design planes don't really understand the factors of how flight is achieved. That can't be. What? So it's identified that it creates lift. But, like, to me, it seems like planes are able to fly because of the motion being created by the wings. And it's creating lift within the air. So it's called... Okay, here's a theory. One of them, it's called Barnosi's theory. And it's like, it has applied... As to an airplane wing, technically called the airflow, bar, please forgive my reading, Barnoli's theory is an attempt to explain lift as a consequence of the wing's curved upper surface. The idea is that because of the curvature, the air travel across the top of the wing moves fast and the air moves along the wing bottom surface, which is flat. 
The Bernus theorem says that the increased speed atop the wing assesses with the region of low pressure there, which creates lift. So kind of like a pocket of low pressure that's kind of creating, okay. But it doesn't, so this kind of doesn't explain why planes can fly inverted. So the only issue with this, God, it's crazy there's no true theories about why lift happens. But it's kind of like, why do we need to understand it? We know that it happens. And it's like there's a lot of things in life like that. But yeah, it doesn't explain why planes can fly upside down. Okay, and here's the new idea of lift. So today's scientists' approach to an aircraft design are determined by complaining fluid dynamics, which is called CFD, simulizing as well as the... the equation that takes full account of the actual velocity of real air although we still do not have a signified and satisfying physical qualitative explanation for lift some recent attempts may have gone a bit closer so they really do not even understand the concept of flight like as applies to the air wings technically called the airflow Barholm's theories attempts to explain lift as a consequence of the wing's curvature upward surface. The idea is that because of this curvature, the air travels across the top of the wing, moving faster in the air, moving along the bottom surface, which is flat. Duration theory says the increased speed. Like, I feel so weird trying to tell people how UFOs fly if people can even really argue what happens. But I honestly think that... The plane, essentially the wings are just manipulating air to create lift. And lift is created as a result of of the principles. That like the wind, if you look at the force of it and the speed, that's what's allowing lift. So you kind of see it with the pullback. So... The same, too, is like how a boat can float on water, but whenever a boat goes through water, the water is flowing off the boat, if that makes sense. So that kind of just really, really blew my mind. Um, That scientists don't really have a good explanation for flight. I think that is, you know, it's so funny how we can't explain why it happens, but it just happens. It's like there's so much about that in life. And it's like there's principles and laws that we don't understand, but we know we can we can do it. It's like I don't understand how to make this money, but I know I'm just going to make it if I do this. And it's like we don't understand how planes fly, but we know we can make them fly. That's like in itself. What is that? That is like the trippiest thing I've ever thought of. To me, it's more trippy. Anyways, getting back to it. So. I honestly think like these spaceships or whatever have the ability to manipulate gravity around it and because they're able to manipulate gravity, it's creating force. And to think about it in a certain way, it's almost like how a surfer is able to surf on a wave. So a surfer is able to surf on a wave because gravity is pushing the wave and it's creating a falling motion. Now, I've talked about this before, a satellite in space is really just constantly falling and it's kind of stuck in the rotational pull of the Earth. It's the same thing with a spaceship. If you can create your own wave, then you can constantly go. So if a surfer could just create their own wave on the ocean, if they had a wave machine, they would always be able to traject themselves. Now, because gravity, you know, if you think about, I think about this stuff like if laws or 
energy sources have different levels of complicated aspects. You know, water isn't as complicated as, you know, the air because flying in the air is more complicated. If you think about gravity, it's like it's almost like the complexities of it are so much that being able to manipulate it would change a lot of things. But if you're able to manipulate gravity around you, then you don't have to adhere to the same laws that everyone else adheres to. The same way a black hole is different in the sense that it's still following the laws, but it's able to have power over the space-time continuum. Now, the model that people use whenever they're trying to describe what gravity is or how a spaceship can do it is they will actually push down on a bed. So if you put balls on the bed, like a tennis ball, and then you push down on the bed, the ball is going to go to the tennis ball. And that's kind of how also, too, the ability to manipulate the space-time continuum is if you're, if you're able to manipulate gravity, there's so many different things you can do. And we know it can be, it's a, it can be manipulated just based on how there's different levels of gravity on planets and how different gravity is stronger than others and how different things can have different gravitational pulls. So that is an indicator that, you know, there's different levels of it. And if you can, and it can be created through spinning. So if you look at Earth kind of just spinning, we know that there's a gravitational pull based on that. So there's certain laws that we can't identify because, you know, they're like Earth, you know, Earth or planets have to have some type of orbit, orbit, orbit in order to create a gravitational pull. But there's different levels of it, too, in terms of how it's rotating on a solar system or you know, why it's in a circle, it's because that's kind of the rule in the law. But if you can manipulate that, I think you could turn on a dime, have 90 point turns, and and it's not really going to affect the people in the ship the same way. It's not like a plane who has multiple G-forces whenever it's turning because gravity isn't really a, um, because it's able to manipulate it, it can change it. Just like kind of how you know, if I run and jump off a cliff, I can't fly because I'm not able to manipulate the air. But if I had like one of those jet propulsion systems that create lift because it's pushing or if I jump off a cliff in a hand glider because I have the wings, it's able to manipulate and have pull on the air and the air creates lift in my own thought process. But anyways, I'm trying to master this short podcast. So That's my 15. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll talk to you tomorrow.